songs I think that I've ever heard one of the most profound albums Black Ribbons that I've ever heard and if you haven't listened to that you really need to you really need to and um, I tell you it, it's it's uh, art imitates life for where we are today Shooter was uh, very prophetic in his writings in that album and really is a ode to William Cooper and uh, you know if, if you're not familiar with William Cooper you really need to be. You really need to be. Because a lot of this stuff was predicted. A lot of this stuff was predicted. And I think that if uh, old Bill had lived to see how things would turn out, he would probably smile, chuckle a little bit, and say, I told you so. Uh, you know. But I think that he would be also, on the other hand, very happy to see this wonderful community that he helped launch and inspire. And that's me and you and all of us patriots out there. Good morning. I am NC Scout, the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio and Gorilla Dispatch Volumes 1 and 2, all of which are available now at the Brushbeater store. That is Brushbeater Diet store. Go on over there and check that out. A lot to unpack this morning, of course, coming at you live from the Gorilla Camp, located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina. Got a lot of stories here coming out of the G7 Summit. We have a statement by uh, President Joseph Robinette Biden. Uh, saying that the G7 stands, the G7, of course, stands with Ukraine, just on the heels of Ukraine being pushed out of Bakhmut. Uh, that is a done deal that is wrapped up. And it's really, really important to note a critical factor here. That Russia's penal battalion, Wagner Group, okay, this, this is their penal battalion, has effectively taken that city, or I should say the remains of it. They, they raised the place. And that is the reality of urban combat in the 20th century, the 19th century, the 18th century, and of course now the 21st century. That, that is the reality of combat. But, um, you know, Wagner Group 
is Russia's penal battalion. You know, when we think of PMCs, private military companies, military contractors, like whatever, you know, whatever uh, uh, name that you want to sanitize mercenaries for or with, rather, you know, that's that's what we think of. And, and that's that label that we apply to that. Uh, but the reality is this, is that, that Russia has used penal battalions. The Soviet Union used penal battalions heavily in World War II. And what they did was they simply emptied the prisons. When, whenever they needed manpower for something that they knew was going to take an extraordinarily high casualty rate, they just emptied the prisons. They took their vagabonds, their convicts, their drug addicts, alcoholics, whoever, and put them in uniform, you know, and, and that was a punishment inside of the Red Army was to be thrown into a penal battalion because, you know, you, you did something really, really messed up to get assigned there. And, uh, you know, in going into the 21st century, of course, penal battalions, um, largely you, you know you, you can't really pay those troops and uh even though russia still does maintain uh, a, a army of conscripts uh at the uh entry level they they do have that they have their professional side of the house and they have their conscripts but they also now realized going into this conflict that they could use their their uh, their prisoners and basically say, you know, Hey, you can either slob squat here on concrete until you die or, you know, your sentence is complete or you could be a hero to the Russian Federation. And, you know, here's a rifle. You have a chance at survival and you could make some money while doing it. And, uh, that's what they did. That's what they sent to Ukraine. And so on the Ukrainian side, you know, they, they have a military that is bolstered, of course, by primarily the United States and uh, quote-unquote NATO, which NATO is primarily the United States. And the the hopes of a uh, counteroffensive now are really, really slim. Uh, a lot of the, the pundits that have been out there, a lot of the military analysts that have uh, you know, we're telling us this whole time, oh, it, it's going to be this and it's going to be that, you know, and uh, your Adam Kinzinger's and your fellas and all these guys um, that, that are all really mouthpieces for some bad actors here in the United States as well. They were all wrong. Of course, we knew that they were all wrong. If, if you had listened to this show any length of time, you'd have known they were all wrong. Of course, now if you're on the other side of that, you're going to say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a Russian bond or I'm a Putin apologist or whatever. No, not at all. Uh, these people, these countries, these entities want to bring down my country. They want to bring down the United States. But at the same time, the entities that are cheerleading on a pointless war that only exists, only exists to cover the money laundering and the absolutely vile things. This is just what we know. Okay, this is just what we know that was going on. I've, I suspect, I highly suspect, and I don't think that I'm wrong about this because I'm usually not. My instincts are always right. That something even worse has been going on in Ukraine. 
that, that we don't know about, and probably in much of Eastern Europe as well, but it's competition for resources. It's good old-fashioned oil war that's going on, and, and Russia wants a fair seat at the table. And so, you know, all the lefties, all the liberals out there that cry for free, free trade, free trade, right? They want free trade. Well, it's, it's not that they're wrong. It's that they make these, uh, the, these, uh, arguments out of convenience and there is no continuity of their stance, right? And so when, when you're cheerleading on Ukraine, you are quite literally cheerleading on corruption, but the, the, the wheels are coming off the wagon, you know, uh, wondering where those Abramses are, wondering where those uh, Bradleys are. I think when the turret came off of the German tank that the Ukrainians were being uh, familiarized on how to crew, and they, they literally uh, ripped the turret off of one of them. Uh, that happened a couple months back. If, if you didn't see it, it, it was pretty impressive. Uh, I've literally never seen that. And I, I'm not super intimately familiar with armored vehicles. Um, just basic familiarization at one point in my career uh, so that I could observe them and, and kind of know a little bit about it and observe the crews. But I had no idea, you know, what, I, what really what I was doing. I was always light infantry and uh, special reconnaissance. But um, anyway, anyway, that's beside the point. But them, them ripping that turret off, that, that's really, really something that was, that was impressive. Um, you know, I don't know what state the crew were in after they had done that, but I can imagine that, that uh, the gunnery crew were messed up probably pretty bad after that. Uh, you know, they, but it's a whole lot of steel. That's a whole lot of steel. But anyway. Anyway, of course, the, the tanks aren't going to turn the tide, uh, you know, and, and Russia is withholding its professional forces. Like, th- this, is, this is obvious to anybody that knows anything about the Eastern Order of Battle and, and has been watching this, right? They, they have been withholding their professional forces literally from the invasion and pushing forth a lot of their, their old and I wouldn't say obsolete, but a lot of their older legacy equipment that they've been putting forth out there. And, of course, the use of the penal battalions, uh, light infantry coupled with artillery, which is literally how uh, Bakhmut was, was fought. This is how Kursan was fought. And this is, uh, this is looking like this is the way that this is going to go for the remainder of this conflict. But getting back to G7. Uh, so, you know, with, with the statements coming out of the Biden administration, which are no surprise, I, I don't think this, this is a surprise to anyone, um, they're, they're going for broke here. This is where they're hanging their hat. And they are not going to back down off of this one. They're gonna they're gonna defend Ukraine to the very last Ukrainian. Uh, your tax dollars be damned. And of course, you know they they said that three billion dollars, of course, was a rounding error. Uh, that was uh, the news that was coming out late last week. That three billion dollars was a rounding error. Well, I'll remind you. I'll remind you that. $3 billion was the estimated cost for the border wall. 
and we just didn't have the money for it. It was just no way that we could afford this. There was just no way that this was going to be constructed. There was just no, we couldn't find the money for it. And now we say the three billion dollars going to Ukraine is little more than a rounding error. Meanwhile, the invasion on the southern border continues. We have Russian nationals, we have Chinese nationals, we have Nicaraguan nationals, we have Venezuelan nationals, we have Cuban nationals, we have nationals from all over Africa, we have nationals coming from literally everywhere, and a lot of countries out there that really are hostile at this point to the United States. It's by design, folks. This one is by design. And this leads me to the next story that I think is one that's probably going to be swept under the rug, but is critically important and a bellwether for you to pay attention to. All right. It's, of course, coming from CBS News. And my, oh, my, how, how deep has CBS News fallen? Uh <laughs> Man, they uh wow, their their website is kind of kind of poor. Um just black on white. Uh really rudimentary uh website design here and their their uh top stories here. I mean, CBS it I tell you, it really you know, the, the wheels started coming off the wagon for CBS. And I would say probably all of the the legacy uh alphabet news uh, you have the, the 630 national news networks, right? The, the, the wheels, they're all dying, but the wheels really fell off the wagon for CBS when Dan Rather was exposed uh, as, as being a fraud and lying about George W. Bush's uh, service record as a pilot. And I mean, you know, it's whatever. I wasn't a huge, uh, wasn't a huge Bush fan, <clears throat> but uh, you know, it, it, still, even still, that that was kind of the beginning of the end for them, and that that led to his forced retirement and and what have you. But uh, their top stories here: debt ceiling talks, followed by the NAACP Florida advisory. Now, did you hear this? Uh, the NAACP issued a travel advisory to Florida. Uh, so, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, I, I, I did not know that this was newsworthy. Uh, I did not know that this was newsworthy. Have they, have they, just based on statistics and based on demographics, have they issued a travel advisory to Chicago? I would think Chicago would be far more dangerous, especially right now, just based on the numbers, to the NAACP's target demographic. I would think. I would think you could throw Atlanta in that mix too, um, for sure. And and you know can't leave out New York City. Uh, can't leave out New York City right now. Uh, <laughs> but of course they're not going to do that. This is just a political stunt. Uh, you know they're 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 aiming their arrows at DeSantis. Oh DeSantis, DeSantis coming after Disney. DeSantis coming after Disney, right? Yeah, okay. Well, Disney wants to sexualize your children. They're very open about this. I mean, they they are they are very blatant about this. They're very open about this. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, moving on. Uh, private space flight. Why is this national news? Who cares? 
Um, who cares here? Uh, New York City asylum seekers. Uh, see, they didn't leave out New York City. And uh, managing your money right after that. Managing your money. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, on to the story here. Senators issued satellite phones offered demonstrations on upgraded security devices. So, uh, you know, the, the story goes on here. This is really significant, and I want to break this one down. Amid growing concerns of security risks to members of Congress, more than 50 senators have been issued satellite phones for emergency communication. People familiar with the measures told CBS News. The devices are part of a series of security measures being offered to senators by the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, who took over shortly after the assault on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. You mean the guided tour. Uh, let's, let's be honest here. You mean the guided tour. And since these episodes are no longer on YouTube, where I currently have two strikes for an episode that was done over two years ago. Two years ago. Get, got that second strike. YouTube said, oh, well, uh, this must be disappointing to you. No, uh, this this is stupid. You're you're trying to censor something that was done two years ago. Uh, man, you're really digging deep on this one. Under our misinformation policy. Now, the assault on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was not any assault at all. This has been proven. There's video evidence out there. There is There's hours and hours and hours of videotape. This whole thing was a, a production. It was a product. Were there angry people there? Hell yeah, there were. Uh, but you know, when you have the the uh, perpetrators of this essentially being on a guided tour and having the doors open for them, yeah. And some assault it was. Some assault it was. Were the only the only victim, the only victim who was killed. Well, there were two. There were two, but we have evidence that one was absolutely murdered because it happened on camera. It was Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I digress. The satellite phone technology has been offered to all 100 senators. CBS News has learned that at least 50 have accepted the phones. I'm sure they were all Democrats. Uh, which Senate administrative staff recommended senators keep in close proximity during their travels. This is so they can track them. All right. Um, I could go deeper into this. Uh, I could read the rest of, of this story. Actually, uh, this paragraph is a pretty good one. Let me let me dive into this one, and then I'm going to break the rest of this down. A Department of Homeland Security advisory said satellite phones are a tool for responding to and coordinating government services in the case of man-made or natural disaster that wipes out communication. Okay, um, so... Let's let's talk first a little bit about satellite phones, um, Iridium, Inmarsat, uh, so on and so forth. Um, so these have been pushed in a lot of alternative circles, alternative media circles. Um, you know, and and I can tell you of of one show in particular, one alternative media show in particular that was advertising these and had invited me to come on as a guest and promptly uh, ghosted me and to, wouldn't, you know, we, we had a date 
sat down, I had sat down, uh, you know, set aside an entire day and we, you know, this, this was going to be a big show. We we're going to be talking about communications and I started talking about satellite phones. This was a couple of years ago. And then all of a sudden I got ghosted. So, you know, Hey, it, it is what it is. People don't like the truth, especially when it begins to interfere with their finances. They don't like that. And you have to understand that alternative media is a big business as well. And so when you tell the truth in all this, expect to get silenced. But that's why over 14,000 of you out there are subscribed to me and you listen to this show. That's why. Okay, that's why. That's why my books become number one bestsellers. And other people sell chalk dust and you know whatever else it is and that they sell. Uh, you know, I sell you real things. I sell you real things that you can use. Anyway, anyway, let's break down satellite phones. So how do they work? All right. Um, first let's talk about some of the advantages, which really are isolated to what's already been said here. Um, you know, you do have the capability of linking up with the Inmarsat satellite constellation. Inmarsat stands for International Marine Satellite Service. It's been around since the 1970s. Um, it is a broadbanded uh, phone service where you can make phone calls. It's somewhat clunky to use. The phones themselves are, are fairly expensive, although they've come down in price. They've come down in price. You have to be outdoors to use them because you have to have a, a, a clear line of sight to satellites, uh, so on and so forth. But here, here's the deal. Um, the frequency range in which they operate. Okay, so you're talking about the uh, SHF frequency, super high frequency, right, up in the microwave range. Um, this is a beacon. All right, satellite phones become essentially a beacon, and you know we have devices, and every other country on Earth has the devices as well um, to monitor these in real time. Satellite phone communications are not in any way, shape, or form, quote unquote, secure. Uh, this this is really um, you know. It's, I'll put it like this. Um, anybody that's trying to sell you on satellite phones are, are really selling you snake oil. Okay. They, they are selling you snake oil. So, you know, I, I want to read to you something from 1996. Uh, 1996. Okay. 1996. So we're talking about almost 30 years ago here, right? Uh, Chechen leader was killed. Of course, Chechnya, this is coming from uh, the Canadian Encyclopedia. Um, this was a news story that was done back in 1996. But uh, Chechnya, uh, you know, southern Russia, you know, on the border with uh, Georgia and Azerbaijan and, um, you know, that, that Armenia, that part of the world, right? The Caucasus, they fought a lot there and uh, things are, are kind of settled for now. But, uh, you know, warrior people fought against the Russian Federation uh, in, in repeated wars throughout the 90s. And we gave material support to them. Uh, in, in several cases, including uh, through satellite phones. So back in 1996, uh, there was uh, Zokhar Dudiev, 
he was a Chechen leader uh, late in the evening of April 21st. 52-year-old Chechen rebel leader pulled his Russian-built off-road vehicle into the field near the village of Gekichu, 30 kilometers southwest of Grozny, the Chechen capital. There, with his Russian-born wife, uh, Alvitnia, nearby, Dudiev prepared once again to offer gesture of electronic defiance to the Russian forces that had sought his death or capture for 16 months. Using satellite phone to communicate the outside world for his war-ravaged homeland in the Caucasus. This time, the Russians were waiting for him. Prime for revenge after a rebel ambush a week earlier had left 100 of Moscow's soldiers dead. Russian intelligence operatives had been using the electronic equipment to search for the signal from Dudyev's phone. Before he could finish his conversation with an intermediary who was trying to arrange peace talks with Kremlin, a Russian helicopter homed in on the signal and fired an air-to-surface missile towards the part Neva. Um, Dudyev's wife survived, but two of the fugitive leader's aides died, and a jagged piece of shrapnel penetrated deep into the back of Dudyev's head. Alright, so you kind of get the message there. Dude, dude got schwacked. Okay, that's from 1996. All right, here's another one. Here's another one. This was from 2005, uh, December 21st, 2005. This is, uh, don't blame the Washington Times for the Osama bin Laden satellite phone leak. And this goes into how the Washington Post obtained a conversation, a conversation between the... um, uh, uh, contributors and, and media personalities who uh, were specializing in counterterrorism, right? They're talking heads that were specializing in counterterrorism at the time. And the Washington Times obtaining that conversation and publishing it. Okay, and publishing it. This was uh, having to do with the fact that there, there really wasn't a strong link between Osama bin Laden and... Uh, uh, Saddam Hussein at the time and they were having this this conversation back and forth about how uh, the media was going to frame this narrative and uh, all, all in preparation for the war in Iraq and of course in 2005 the war in Iraq two years in was becoming extremely unpopular at that point uh, and the media was really running with it and of course, you had the 9/11 Commission that was launched out there as well, and it was disclosing how much of these communications were able to be intercepted. It was disclosing how that they they were um, going to be uh, uh, utilized, how they were utilized, and and how terror networks were utilizing them as well. So, you know, th- this is yet another story, and and much of this was sourced from the 1990s. Uh, of course, this this was published in numerous places. My source on this one was Slate.com. Um, you know, and, and so this is yet another one. Uh, so here you go. You know, satellite phones, do they have a use? Okay, do they have a use for you as a quote-unquote prepper? All right, sh- sure. Okay, it, it, th- I break it down like this. In the Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio, I explained that there are three distinct and, and largely mutually exclusive roles in communication. Sustainment communications, 
tactical communications and clandestine communications. And I lay out the, the conditions and requirements for each one of those in the book. And uh, it's, it's pretty important to understand what those are. Okay, because when, when people first get into communications, when they first get into commo, they buy that first radio and, you know, they're, they're trying to soak up all the, the things offline, usually from from all the free sources out there, you know, and, and I've got a lot of free resources that are up on brushbeater.org, AmericanPartisan.org. Uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff is free up there. A lot of those articles reappear in the Guerrilla Dispatch volumes one and two by the way, so that's a really good reason to buy those books, you know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm, you know, trying to sell you something, I'm telling you because I published it for a reason, I wrote all this stuff for a reason, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't because it's making me rich, okay, it's, that, that's, that, that's kind of the, the least of my concerns, I want you to have a fighting chance, okay, um, so, and again, talking about satellite phones and, and kind of cutting them off at the knees is, is really not benefiting me at all, okay, as I pointed out. I've had uh, alternative media radio show hosts that, that had booked me, had wanted me on, and then ghosted me and, and wouldn't return my emails, would not return my calls because I'm telling you the truth about things they advertise. And so that really needs to, to uh, give you pause to wonder about some of these people out there that, that are hawking this stuff. Why are they hawking it? Why are they being pushed? They, now, you know, they, it's probably because they're making money off of it. All right. You know, they, they're, they're the intermediary. They're the ones getting paid. They don't really know. Okay. It, it, you know, they're not experts in their field. Okay. They're not me. They're not people who, who have the time to study all this stuff. They're given their script. They're told what to say. They're given the conditions by which that they are going to advertise their products. All right. So, uh, for you, you know, in, in the sustainment role, you know, Hey, I just need a, a device to call home, you know, kind of a security blanket, if you will. I go to places that don't often have satellite or uh, cell phone service rather. And, and satellites kind of the only option. Hey man, you know, all right. If, if that is what you are doing and that is your, your concern and you are not doing anything else. All right. Hey, cool. You know, right on Roger that. But for anything else, for anything else, for any, literally any, any other purpose out there for a tactical purpose. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, go back and read Lone Survivor and, and you'll understand why Iridium phones are kind of a bad idea. Uh, we carried one as well in Afghanistan. Every team had an Iridium phone. We carried those, uh, but they were monitored networks and we learned the hard way once that they were monitored networks. Uh, somebody, not, not one of our guys, but somebody who had, who had used a uh, device in theater in, in our region had said some things over uh, the Iridium network that they really shouldn't have said. And so all of our devices got yanked for a little while. Um, you know, it, it's point is, is that it's putting out a unique signal that can be intercepted pretty easily. And it's operating in a portion of the band uh, where in the band space where there isn't really much else going on. Okay. And, and a lot of stuff is, is extreme line of sight. 
that's why those antennas, uh, you know, they, they're able to uh, transmit a signal that that uh, penetrates the ionosphere very well in that frequency range, and that's kind of the physics behind it. So, um, you know, it, it's also a tracking beacon, though. There was a reason that we were given those devices, and it wasn't just so that it was a, a uh, contingency line of communication. All right, it was also a tracking beacon. As soon as the device is cut on, it is a tracking beacon. All right, it is an active satellite receiver and transmitter, so it's transmitting a unique signal. All right, now I can tell you that the senators. Uh, that, that were issued these, and uh, it's been offered all 100 senators. Of course, of course it has. Only 50 have accepted the phones, so it's, uh, I've got questions there as well. Uh, but whatever, I don't really care. But these are tracking beacons, all right? These these are tracking beacons. They're being used primarily as tracking beacons, and so that uh, some one of their staffers can can call. Okay, this is a security blanket. There are other ways to accomplish this. Uh, Starlink is is one way. Um, you know, if you have terrestrial based Wi-Fi, um, you know, any any other type of Wi-Fi, you you can make Wi-Fi enabled calls. This you you don't need a satellite phone for this. Um, I've talked about in the lessons from the farm in the past. Uh, a lot of the messaging apps that are out there that you can load. On any Android device, they are, for the most part, secure. I break down uh, kind of the least secure to most secure of them. I really need to revisit that. Um, I really need to revisit that. And in the Gorilla Dispatch Volume 3, I'm going to be writing a pretty lengthy piece about that as well. Uh, exactly how to do that, setting those devices up, and, and you know why you would want to do that. And you're doing all this so that you have a Wi-Fi network. So if you're looking for the robustness of, of satellite, Starlink is a really good way to do it. Uh, HughesNet is kind of not a good way to do it but maybe that might be your only option uh in a lot of parts of, of rural north carolina HughesNet's kind of kind of the only option that that we have in a lot of places uh starlink is changing that and starlink is is a pretty effective network but you know he, here's the thing the, why are they being issued this why are they being issued this stuff now i would have thought i would have thought that uh Issuing senators and the the uh, Senate staff Iridium phones would have been kind of a no-brainer, uh, that they, they would have done this long ago, that they would have done this after 9-11. And I'm not so sure that they haven't. I think that this is this may be in part just another story uh, to thrown out there to, one, take a dig at Patriots and, and to, you know, uh, scare who, whoever still listens to or watches CBS News, uh, which I think, you know, all uh, probably a couple thousand people out there in nursing homes still watch CBS News, maybe. Um, but th this is to scare them. This is just a scare tactic, and I'm sure some variation of this story is popping up. You know, on you know MSNBC, right? Joe Scarborough uh, with the the missing intern under his desk, and uh, <laughs> you know it's CNN, etc., etc. Uh, but you know th this this is a dig at Patriots for sure, uh, in part, and this is also I think I look at this as kind of an early warning. They are telling you implicitly 
that there is some existential threat that they are preparing for without telling you that there is a threat, without stirring up too much of a public concern, if you will. Um, when you combine this with the very bizarre statement that uh, President Biden made just the other day, saying that, I think it was on Friday, that China, um, that, that our relationship with China got frosty over the spy balloon, but that that was all going to change very shortly. This is kind of a, a strange, very strange cryptic statement. Not one that I necessarily, uh, not, not the one that gives me a warm and fuzzy. Uh, I commented on that saying that it probably involves some uh, treasonous financial deal that uh, you know the FBI, of course, is going to tell us is perfectly fine. Nothing to see here. This is, this is normal. Um, but they're, they're getting ready for something. Uh, now, what that something is, uh, you know, it, it, situation is not looking good. Yeah, the situation at the border is not looking good, right? We have with thousands of Chinese nationals and nationals from BRICS-aligned nations out there that are hostile to the United States. Did you understand and digest what I just told you? Okay, the BRICS nations that are joining this economic alliance are overtly hostile to the United States. Do you understand that? And they are flooding our southern border. Do you not think that maybe there might be an issue there? Okay. You don't get out of China unless China allows it. That's a fact. How do you get from China to Mexico to come up through the southern border? How, how does that happen? How does that occur? Right. There's, there's something to this. There's something to this here. There's a pattern. Okay, some of you, some of you with with the fortitude and the foresight can see it. All right, two years ago, I wrote about the Morningstar Ranch, what was going on there, how there is a Chinese People's Liberation Army general, the general in charge of their logistics, who owns it and put in not one but two heavy lift airfields, heavy lift capable airfields. Okay, he he didn't just take bulldozers out there and clear off a dirt strip for some crop dusters. All right, we're talking about heavy lift capability. Do you understand? Are you are you seeing the picture here? All right, Ukraine, Ukraine's going to become synonymous with Waterloo in the near future. I think in history it was a bridge too far. Right, been saying it since the beginning. That that was there was absolutely no reason to to go into Ukraine and do what we did. There was absolutely nothing to be gained there. There was, however, a Ponzi scheme to be protected. There was that, right? But the the exposure of all this is now on absolutely brilliant display. So, uh, getting back to the story here. This is critically important. This is a critically important thing for you to not ignore. Okay, this is a warning to you not to ignore this. Is it something to, you know, panic about at this time? No, I don't think so. Uh, but I will say that you might want to, you know, double down on what you were doing right now. 
you might want to focus a little bit harder on certain aspects. And I would say communications should be one of them. Okay, it certainly should be one of them. The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio is certainly a good start. Gorilla Dispatch Volumes 1 and 2 is another good way to do that. And I've got a lot of books, field manuals, and everything else over at brushbeater.store. Um, so, don't ignore this. Don't ignore this. And, and don't fall into the trap of saying, well, they're going to get a satellite phone, so I need a satellite phone. All right, um, you know, because th- there are going to be those in the alternative media that are going to take this story and they are going to run with it, all right? And they're going to use it as a sales opportunity to push those devices. Understand what the threats are. If you are doing anything other than sustainment level communications or, or you know, I want to call home, well, you know, if, if the situation is so bad, let's think about this. If the situation is so bad that your cell phone is not working, then unless the person on the other end has a satellite phone as well, uh, who, who are you calling? Um, did you think about that? This, this, is, this is something to think about here. A uh, lo- little bit of logic. I know it's for some people it's tough. So, um, you know, anyway, it is what it is, right? So let's talk about real quick how to create those effective communications and networks, how to do that. So, you know, we get the problem, we have the, uh, the, the reaction uh, solution, right? So you've got CBS here and, you know, whoever, um, White House press corps, whoever it is, um, the Ministry of Disinformation, Disinformatia, right? Uh, Pravda that is that is putting this thing out, and they're giving you that implicit warning. So you might want to take your communications a little more seriously. <clears throat> so let's talk about how to do that. And you know, again, the books are the best way to do this, to get this started before you buy any pieces of equipment, before you buy, uh, you know, all the things out there because it, you know, it makes us happy to buy all the new, nice new things, new shiny things that you don't know how to use. Right. Um, but buy the books, read through the books, take the pointers out of there, take the tips that are out of there. Right. Understand how to do some things before you end up investing a lot of money in the equipment. I mean, when the, the books are, are, you know, 25 bucks a piece at the most, at the most, th- this is, <clears throat> this is very, very acceptable, uh, or accessible rather. This is an acceptable investment. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, this is an accept, an acceptable investment that you can make without throwing away a bunch of money on things that you, it turns out you really don't need. Um, all right. So, really getting started the 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 entry point for a lot of people a lot of people and more and more people every day is the balfang radio of some type right the uv5r is really the most common one there's a lot of different ones out there um understand what it does what it doesn't do you're gonna have a range with the stock antenna if you like you just pull it out of the box all right you're gonna have a range on it if you're talking um you know just using analog voice communications with it 
<clears throat> you can have a range of a couple of miles at the most. At the most. UHF, uh, a little bit less. I go into detail in the book on how to upgrade all these things and squeeze every little bit of capability out of it. All right? And understand where it fits into the larger communications plan. There's diagrams. There is detailed instructions in there there is instructions on how to build improvised antennas to maximize your capability um and why right and why and it's it's written for the layman out there it is written for the layman out there stepping up in terms of capability you know and this is all local level stuff all right this is you know we're setting up our our neighborhood protection team as jack lawson would call it um you know so on and so forth this this is how you are going to set this up. So let's say like your your house is kind of somewhere central in, in the neighborhood. All right. So all of your neighbors have the handhelds and maybe they have an antenna that's, you know, on their house or, or like outside. But they know that they can communicate with you. If they walk outside with their handheld radio, they know that they can communicate with your house. It doesn't even have to be a big neighborhood, doesn't necessarily have to be a small neighborhood, but within a few miles, right, of one another. Next step up in terms of capability is getting a mobile radio. All right, so a mobile unit can be used as a base station as well. I've been using a QYT, uh, Quebec Yankee Tango, KT, uh, the model number on it is KT8900, or uh, Kilo Tango 8900 Delta. I've been using one of those for many, many years now. Great little radio. All right, great little radio at a bargain price. And I'm going to be offering these in the very near future on the Brush Peter store. All of this equipment, by the way, is going to be on the Brush Peter store um, and, and is in route now. Is in route now. Uh, of course, you're going to need a, a base station antenna. In the book, I talk about exactly how to build one of those for pennies on the dollar. But if you are looking for uh, something in terms of capability, um, aluminum J-poles are a good way to do it. I'm going to be offering those as well on the store. So literally everything that you might need for establishing those communications, we're going to have that. All right, we're going to have all of that. Um you know, what this allows you to do is broaden your range and your capability by quite a bit. That that QIT pushes 25 watts versus the 4 out of the uh, Baofeng UV5R. And it's a more robust construction. It is uh, meant for a higher duty cycle. The entire uh, body on this thing is, is a, a big heat sink. It has a cooling fan built onto it. And I run mine completely off-grid. Um, I have uh, seven amp hour small uh, UPS batteries that I use. I've been utilizing these glass mat batteries uh, for a long time now. Very long time now. And they, they just work. Okay, they just work. And I have a uh, charge controller on them. Small solar panel. Keeps them topped off. And that, that little radio has just been a trooper. I've had that thing for about seven years now. Um, so, you know, really, really good pieces of equipment and it really is that simple. All right. Setting up communications, in your local neighborhood, it really is that simple. Um, that's how you do that. That's how you do that. Stepping up in terms of capability. Let's say we want regional support. 
All right. Well, this is where HF comes into the mix, high frequency radio. Um, the first foray a lot of people have into HF radio is going to be some sort of low powered unit out there. Uh, QRP, Quebec, uh, Romeo Papa QRP. That's a, a shorthand for low powered radio. Anything that's, that's a lower powered unit. And, and why would you necessarily want a lower powered unit? Because they consume less power. Again, if, if you're going to be running all the stuff independent of the grid, you know, you really need to be worried about how much power your radios are consuming because that's just like fuel consumption and everything else. You know, you have um, uh, power uh, constraints you got to worry about as well. So HF is, is really where regional communications come into the mix. And uh, I have HF radios on the way that we're going to be utilizing as well uh, that, that will be for sale. So, um, really it's, it's becoming a one-stop shop for all of those communications needs, all the stuff that we teach in class, you know, and, and here's the other thing too. He, and, and this, this is, is, is really the keynote getting into class, getting into a structured training environment. Okay. That that's important. A structured training environment. I know there's organizations out there. There's, uh, you know, Hey, come join me online and we'll talk about radio. Yeah, okay. Um, get into class. You know, the RTO courses, radio telephone operator courses, uh, got a few spots left in Wyoming that is coming up here in June. I've got several spots left in the July course coming up here in North Carolina. Um, have a three day compressed course just over in Tennessee. That's what's on the calendar folks. That is what's on the calendar. If it is important to you, and it needs to be, if you want to learn, okay, reading the books is, is your entry point. Getting the equipment is a next step, right? Get the training on how to use all this stuff in an unconventional warfare environment. All right? That's what the RTO course is structured for. That is what the uh, POI, the Program of Instruction, is built around. And it takes you in terms of capability literally from the foundation up. All right. That's what your focus needs to be right now. Right. You need an in-person class. I'm telling you that. Are there other people that teach stuff out there in person classes? Yes. Right. I'm not the only one. And, and I'm telling you this because you need to be in a structured environment that gives you feedback when things don't necessarily go right, and so that you can see what right looks like. You can, in turn, replicate that skill, right? You can replicate that skill with people that don't get the opportunity to come to class, all right? They don't get the opportunity to come out and train. Because I'm telling you, they, this this statement, why, why knowing that it is a security risk to have a satellite phone knowing that it is a beacon knowing that other countries in the world have you know every competent intelligence agency at least in in our uh, peered nations russia china absolutely um they have the capability of targeting satellite phones why is it that the media is disclosing something to the public that honestly really for, for national security interests should be kept in quiet, right? In, in the back, in the dark. Hey, you know, here's, here's these satellite phones, but you don't need to tell the public this. Why are they telling the public this? Because this is an implicit warning. 
Okay, this is an implicit warning that something's up. All right, something's up. Now, whether it is a false flag of some kind that they're going to use to to justify further draconian um, measures against our freedoms here in the United States, or it's a threat from Russia, China, the situation that is completely out of hand on our southern border, the the huge amount of ammonium nitrate that went missing, right? This is just what we know. Okay, this is a warning. This is a warning. And so you need to be taking all of these things more seriously. All right. If you hadn't got into class, if, you know, all this stuff is, well, you know, I'll learn how to communicate when the time comes. I'm telling you, you're going to come up short. It's like saying, oh, I'm going to get in shape when I need to. No, I'm sorry. It, it's, it is something that is, is a skill and it needs to be built. Okay, it is a skill and it needs to be built. So, uh, I'm proud to offer all of that and a heck of a lot more brushbeater.store. Of course, show sponsors, big shout out to them. TNT Radio, Jorge Morvick show. Definitely give him a listen. He is a personal friend of mine and a guy that I really enjoy being on the air. The opportunities I've had to be on the air with him. Really incredible guests and I think one of the smartest men in alternative media. CivilDefenseManual.com, Jack Lawson's two-volume set. Everything that you need to know about standing up a neighborhood protection team written by real-world experts in the field with demonstrated and documented expertise. Blacksmith Publishing. Blacksmith Publishing, the bookstore for warriors. My good friends, Paul LeFevre. And Mike Blackburn, Special Forces Legends, over there. Big, big honor. And I've got an episode that I did with them that is going to be going live here soon where we talk about setting up Wi-Fi devices and um, all the messaging apps that you may need for communications in a semi or non-permissive environment. I'm really looking forward to that episode and uh, that going up on the Pinelander podcast. Last, certainly not least, my very good friend and partner in thought crime, Mr. Joe Dolio and his Tactical Wisdom series, which you can find over on tacticalwisdom.com as well as amazon.com. Brushreader.store, everything that you might need over there for standing up communications, unconventional warfare references, and I've got a heck of a lot of equipment that is inbound as well. Like I've been talking about in this episode, got a lot of communications equipment that is coming. That is kind of my, my beginning focus on things, products that I have proven over many years of use and abuse in class that I'm going to be offering to the public. We've got some crypto equipment, uh, one-time pad generators. We've got radios. We've got base station units. We've got HF We've got uh, antennas that are going to be coming, connectors that are going to be coming. It's literally my goal for this, and and I've been saying this for the past several episodes now that that you know I have the ability, the unique ability, by God's grace, to offer things to the public that is a much needed paradigm. 
in in this entire preparedness field that nobody has really done in a competent way. Well, I'm about to change that. You know, I'm about to change that. And I'm about to change that for the better for this community. And I'm really, really proud to have you, you personally, along for the ride with all of this because it has been your book sales. It has been you supporting me, you coming to class, you training with me. Everything that this community has done and has offered me personally, and and I, it's been such a huge honor to, to watch that, being able to be in a position to do this, to offer these products to the community. I'm just getting started. All right, there's a, there's a lot more on the horizon. Okay, there's a lot more on the horizon. You know, when they say that America is the most heavily armed populace on earth, normally that's coming out of some left-wing communist piece of shit politician that wants to disarm you, but I'm going to take them up on their word and I'm going to up that ante. You're not just the most heavily armed populace in the world. I am here, and and my personal goal is to make you the most well-equipped and well-trained populace in the world. And I'm going to do it. That's been my goal since day one. That's my goal today, and that is my promise to you, to all freedom-loving Americans out there. God bless you. Stay safe. Got a mountain of content that's going to be coming up this week, and I think that you're really, really going to enjoy it. Have a wonderful week, folks. Keep your head on a swivel. This is NC Scout, out.